Hey, what's going on, good people? This is Gardner Douglas, your Oyster Ninja. Today we got a great podcast episode lined up for you. Uh, I want to th- say thank you to all the continuing listeners, you guys. Um, I hope you guys are following us on Instagram because if you're not, you're missing out. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Oyster Ninja PC. I might not do podcasts all the time, but daily. Something is going on in the Instagram world. And also, uh, shucking is the mobile raw bar. So today's episode is Miss Sarah Taylor Willens, and she's from Omain Studios. Um, they're behind Taste Main's Future. And we're going to be learning about the 2019 Dara Moscata Oyster Celebration. It's going to be a three-day event uh, up in Maine, of course. And every day is going to be jam-packed full of fun-filled events, uh, oyster education. It's going to be, I believe, five oyster farms. It's just going to be fun. Um, You're going to find out everything and more about this event coming up in this episode. So stay tuned, and um, thank you guys for listening. Hey, what's going on, good people? This is Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. And I am here with Ms. Sarah Taylor Wilness. And you are the executive producer of Omain Studios. Well, we're here to talk about um, the Sarah Mascata. I said that right also? Yes. Look, I've been, I've been practicing these words because, you know, you don't <laughs> say them every day. So I was like, It's a tough oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here talking about the Dan Mascata Oyster uh, Festival. and uh, Celebration. Going down. Oh, celebration, even better. There is a festival party, right? in September, so we don't want to get anyone confused. Got you. Okay, so the uh, Damascata Oyster Celebration, mm-hmm. and that's going down in June. Uh, it's going to be 13th through the 15th. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, I guess, the studio part of it first? Like, how did the studio, uh, how did you guys get into the Oyster Festival, well, Oyster Celebration business? Yeah, well, our studio is in downtown Portland, and we are do everything from film and video content, but it's also an event venue. We're scheduled for weddings and parties through 2020. So it is a standalone production studio itself, but we, in the last two years, have started a statewide initiative called Taste Maine's Future. And under that umbrella, we work hard uh, with local Maine fishermen, farmers, producers, vendors, to try to bring light to some of Maine's incredible commodities and products coming out of the state to more of a national and global scale. We we as a team at Omain Studios just have that passion, you know, for the state of Maine. We have a lot of pride up here in the Northeast. <laughs> so we try to get our name out there, and there's a lot of amazing things coming out of the state. We do a whole event on the grain industry. We do a lot of work with sustainable seafood. We work with the brewery um, industry here. And, yes, most recently, last year, we threw the first annual Damascata Oyster Celebration, which all started out of a conversation with one of the local oyster farmers up there during one of our other events called the Chef Summit, which is our annual winter event, which is a culmination of chef events and workshops and demonstrations and tasting events. 
And uh, so, yeah, a conversation was started with Bill Mook, who owns Mook Sea Farm right there on the river. And uh, the uniqueness of this event is that it is in partnership with the oyster farmers themselves and the community itself. So we put stake in the game. But last year we had seven participating farms, and this year we have the five kind of biggest oyster farming businesses on the river each invest a chunk of money themselves. So the onus is on all of us to really get everyone to the area. And it's not only a gorgeous area of Maine, mid-coast, and happens to be where I grew up. My childhood was in the next town up from Damascata. Um, but the river itself and the oyster lovers around the world know of the Damascata River. It's a unique estuary and river in that the tidal flows and this series of ledges that are inland from the open ocean create this unique water system full of nutrients, full of the right temperatures for growing oysters. And because of that, the oyster industry in that mid-coast area is its biggest industry. <laughs> and the nice thing about the area is that they don't compete against each other. They really do work together to bring attention to the Damascata Oyster as its own brand. And of course, they each have their own companies within that, but they're really trying to elevate the brand of what an oyster coming from the Damascata River means. And I've learned a lot in the last two years producing this event that it is quite interesting how different the flavor profiles can be from one side of the ledges in the river to the other, from one harvesting technique to another. You know, you go from Mook, who has this beautiful, you know, multi-million dollar new hatchery and facility where he's spawning his own sperm and growing them from the hatchery and then putting them in the water at a certain age. And then across the river, you've got a smaller operation that's diving. You know, they plant on the bottom and dive for all their oysters. And then there's wow. obviously a, a lot of cages up and down that river, but they really all do it differently. And I even have learned kind of visually what one oyster from one farm looks um, compared to another. So it's been an education for me. And um, because of the unique qualities of the river and that whole aspect and science side of this, we've gotten some of the big, uh, not only conservation organizations involved in this, including the Coastal Rivers Conservation Trust, which is the host of our Saturday event, but also University of Maine's Darling Marine Center is a big, re their big research center right there on the river next to Mook Sea Farm, actually. And um, they're a big partner. They'll, they will have an educational touch tank at Saturday's event, as well as an informational booth. We have the Island Institute on board as one of our partners, and they, too, are an organization just um, based on science and education of the river and its, you know, and its qualities. So that, in essence, is how this all started. Like, it really is a special place and one of those unique commodities coming out of Maine that we wanted to bring some more attention to on a national and global scale. So, so came the Damascata Oyster Celebration. That is a beautiful thing. To answer thing. you with a short answer. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm waiting for the long version. <laughs> yep, yep. Tune in next week. <laughs> no doubt. No, that's great, though. Um, so you talk a little bit about just the passion. Like, where did your passion come from? I know you said you were from that area, but how was your oyster experience growing up? Oh, I definitely grew up on oysters. So, yeah, I grew up in the small town of Friendship, Maine, about 
two peninsulas up from Damascata, which was a big lobstering community. But my brother and I, I remember us picking mussels and clams on the beach and going to get oysters, you know, in town from the local oyster guy there. And ironically, they were Damascata River oysters. So I've grown up on shellfish specifically. You know, that was a big part of my childhood. And I left as a lot of folks in Maine do and spread my wings college and beyond. And so I just moved back to Portland about four years ago after New Zealand and California and Boston and beyond. So I was able to kind of come back a bigger fish in a smaller pond, if you will, as far as production work. And I came back and joined this amazing team at Omain Studios. And it's exactly where I'm meant to be because I moved back to Maine because I do love this state and we do have incredible things and I have a sense of pride in it myself. So this is definitely passion work for all of us, you know, and we're, we do it not to build a successful studio. We've got that. We do this to really support and even grow this tighter community of Maine producers. So um, I'm honored to be a part of it and the people I've gotten to meet up there in Dermascada. And of course it's close to my hometown. So um, I know all the spots and grew up going to some of these little sh- shuck stations and the little oyster shacks and stuff. So to now know these folks on a personal level and be able to kind of bring the party to them has been so rewarding. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of giving back, you know, paying it forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all have our little entities we like to give back. Mine just happens to be an entire state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so jumping into the the, the celebration, um, mm-hmm. can you can you break down what people should expect going into the celebration? Like, because uh, three days, so it's gonna be like it's tons of time to have all yep. types of oyster fun. Yeah, well, we have uh, restructured it a bit since last year, so this will be our second annual DOC, as we call it, um, and we've kind of created events that a little bit for everyone, if you will. So Thursday night will be in the beautiful Booth Bay Harbor area of the Mid-Coast, which is the next peninsula down from Damascata. And that is the night we host the International Oyster Chef of the Year competition. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of our more elegant affair. That's a $90 ticket. And with that, you get uh, spirits and wine pairings. We've got a local wine purveyor, Shemin Devin, who pairs each round um, with a specific wine, and he introduces those over the evening. And we also have Hendrix Gin this year as our new spirit sponsor, which are, I know, it. what goes My better favorite. with oysters than a nice gin and tonic, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So you get a few of those with your ticket. And also what um, is special about that night is we do have three judges as a judging panel, for the Judge's Choice Award, but we also allow our entire audience, so if you buy a ticket, you become a judge yourself, and we have a People's Choice Award we give out at the end of the night as well. So everyone gets a judging card at their plate, and we've got six confirmed chefs as of now, and we are hoping for one or two more by the time the event rolls around. But they're coming from, you know, as far as Toronto, Canada, and as close as literally across the walking bridge in Booth Bay Harbor. Um, and uh, chefs can choose to cook a or to prepare a raw or cooked dish, and those are each introduced by the chef themselves. And then each chef 
is paired with one of those five participating oyster farmers. So that Mm -hmm. farmer comes during prep time. They provide the oysters from their farm for the chef, and they shuck the oysters there in the kitchen with the chef. And, And what this does is create, you know, some networking opportunities and some time for them to conversate and get to know each other on a personal level because, again, these chefs are coming from far and wide because they've, they see the value in Damascata River oysters and what an amazing treat we can give them to get to know the farmers themselves that are out there on the river producing these oysters. So they each work with one of the farmers to serve that dish. So when they come out and present their dish, so will the oyster farmer present their specific harvesting method and or flavor profile. So there's a little presentation element to the night. And then, like I said, we announce a judge's choice and a people's choice winner at the end of the night. They've got a nice main-based prize package we create. And uh, the title of 2019, International Oyster Chef of the Year. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so that's our, you know, more elegant affair. The Booth Bay Harbor Oceanside Golf Resort is our Mm -hmm. location and host for that, and it is literally on the water. The dining area for that event is out over pillars on a dock overlooking the ocean. So um, we lucked out with the weather last night and can only hope you do, or last year, can only hope it's the same. It was a gorgeous evening. Um, So that's Thursday night. Uh, And Friday, I know, I know. So as far as like the chefs, um, are there any, uh, names we should be looking out? Or is there like a fan favorite or anything? Yeah, well, uh, like I said, we do have guys, we always like to have at least one local flavor there. So Ralph Smith, who owns the Mine Oyster Bar and Gathering Place, which is literally across the footbridge there in Booth Bay Harbor, he is a mid-coast main staple. Everyone knows Ralph, so I'm sure he'll be having a lot of people rooting for him. And then he is generous enough to actually host our very casual uh, after party late night. So we have to thank Ralph on many levels. Right, right. <laughs> um, but no, we've got, like I said, uh, we just locked in executive chef Dustin Martin from Primo Restaurant in Rockland, Maine. And Primo, um, owned by Melissa Kelly, she's a three- Three time, I believe, James Beard Award winner. So um, that was uh, my boss just went up to Rockland and locked him in, which is really exciting. But, like, nice. we actually have uh, two Canadians. Rodrigo de Romana is coming all the way from Rodney's Oyster House in Toronto, um, as well as David Forbes is coming from Quebec City. Um, he's a renowned chef who now works at CL Bistro Bar at one of the hotels in Quebec City. Um, but we've certainly got a cross-section. We've got Executive Chef Bob Bennett coming all the way from Ann Arbor, Michigan, through Zingerman's Roadhouse. We worked with the owner or one of the operators of Zingerman's over the winter, and he connected us with that chef. And uh, and then we've got Chef de Cuisine Kevin Truong coming all the way from Austin, Texas, in the Fairmont Hotel there. So definitely a, a good cross-section. And the last uh, person we're hoping to lock in is and this is another element of every event we we do we like to include the next generation um meaning we are hoping to lock in one of the southern maine community college's uh culinary students we have a connection there and we typically use their students for our culinary events as sous chefs and as hospitality interns and things like that so always love to pass on an opportunity to a student and this particular chef has been working in a local 
Portland restaurant and has risen to the top so much so that he was the one his advisor uh, passed his name on to us. So we're hoping to hear in the next couple of days that he's in. And again, we like to have that variety and you never know. He may just be a winner. Yeah, that, that would be big for his career, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So he works for Scales Restaurant, which is uh, also where one of our competing shuckers comes from. And I mentioned Rodrigo and Rodney's Oyster House in Toronto. And we also have Eamon Clark um, coming from Rodney's Oyster House. So we're really creating these tight connections with specific restaurants around the country as well. Nice. Yeah. Jeez, that was a lot for day one. I'll be tired. I'll be tired. Ah, day one. <laughs> That's just night one. I know. <laughs> right. First, you got to wow. get to the mid coast. <laughs> yeah, good point. So day two. Yes. Yeah, so Friday, um, we're doing it a little differently again. So last year we offered, we actually had a, a separate kind of sit down event, but we are instead opening it up more to the community businesses there, and we have everyone from local inns and restaurants to the oyster farms themselves offering drink deals. We've got open houses at some businesses, and the oyster farms are providing tours of their facilities. Um, Dermascotta River Cruises offers specific oyster farm tours on their tour boat that leaves from Schooner Landing in downtown Dermascotta. So Friday is really going to be an exploratory day for anyone to go off. There's also some beautiful hikes in the Midcoast area, um, including one that goes by the historic Whaleback Shell Midden, um, which if anyone out there doesn't know, those are crushed oyster shells that have essentially created a river bank and wall along the river dating back, you know, a couple thousand years um, when oysters were first prevalent there and they used to just toss the shells on this one river bank. It's created quite a uh, white wall along that one section of the river. So there's a little walking trail there. So there's lots of activities for everyone to really take advantage of the beautiful mid-coast area. Um, and we will be having a welcome reception that evening at local favorite, the Shuck Station, which is a converted gas station into an awesome oyster bar owned and operated by Brendan Parsons, who is another one of our competing shuckers. Wow, so Friday is kind of on your own, but um, again, on our website under the community offers, there's a, there, and we are constantly adding to it, there are a list of deals and demos and open houses there that folks can take advantage of. Oh, that's great. So that's Friday. <laughs> into a raw bar. Wow. Yeah, no, it'll be cool. And, you know, for example, Glidden, uh, Glidden Point Oyster Farm owned by Ryan McPherson. He's got a wonderful tasting room um, at his farm you can drive up to. And it's another nice thing about Maine. It's just the honor system. You come, you grab some oysters. They're pre-shucked and kept in coolers. You've got cold beers and coolers there and you leave cash in a jar. Um, so if no one's there, you can still just pop in and walk around the farm right there on the ocean and enjoy some oysters on your own. Yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that in D.C. No, no honor system. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be an honor system, but, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was swing. <laughs> well, it's a nice thing about mid-coast area. Like, unless you're going to that specific place, you probably wouldn't be driving down this road. It's a little rustic up there, but that's what we love about it. Okay, okay. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then Saturday is the big old party. We 
call it the Can-Am Shuckstar Competition and Oyster Party. Um, Can-Am because we do have a good number of Canadians um, sign up for this every year. So we are excited to welcome. We've got eight states and two Canadian provinces covered this year by our by our shuckers from all over. So um, and also Oyster Party. So that takes place at the beautiful Round Top Farm, which is just outside of town. It's a big, beautiful property with Darrow's Barn, this huge white historic barn right on that river where I mentioned the Shell Middens are and that walk. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's hosted by the Coastal Rivers Conservation Trust, that organization that we partner with. They own that property. And uh, we're going to have a huge, big old tent arena set up, and that's where the shucking competition will be. Starting the event starts at three. There's free parking across the street. We've got shuttles going back and forth. That's a $36 ticket and kids under 12 are free, which is awesome. And that includes for adults. You got two drink tickets. And so again, we've got the wine. We've got the Hendrix gin, some mixed cocktails there. And then also Allagash Brewing Company is our beer sponsor. So there'll be plenty of Allagash to drink as well. I love Allagash. Um, is that up in your in your neck of woods? Oh yeah, that's one of our big main brewers. So you know we've got the oh, big wow. names: Shipyard, Allagash. Yeah, we've got a few out of here. So, um, and they've worked with us on several of our events, and are always quite generous. So, come get your Allagash, get some oysters. The kids, <laughs> there's, there'll be plenty of um, kids activities. We've got that touch tank I mentioned by the Darling Marine Center. We're going to have some cool vendors. Um, we've got R. Murphy Knives. You shuckers out there probably know of that knife company. They'll have a table. We've got – um, Yeah, yeah. We've got <laughs> none, the uh, owner, Abigail Carroll, of Nunsuch Oysters, based out of Scarborough, Maine. She just started a skincare line made from oh, wow. marine-based products. So whether that's broken down kelp, seaweed, oyster shells themselves, she's got a whole um, line of skincare called the Oyster Lady Skincare Line. So she'll have a table there. And then, of course, we're going to have food trucks, um, all local businesses, Mr. Tuna, which we love. He's a sushi cart. We've got the local pizza shop, Village Idiot Pizza, or they like to say VIP Pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They'll be serving a variety of tacos and salads, all with local ingredients. King Eider's Pub, another local favorite hot spot, will be serving up some pub fare. And uh, Newcastle Public House, another place right there in town. They're going to serve up some cooked oysters, just in case anyone's done shooting them raw by that time of the day. And last but not least, we got a new um, local business. This is a local girl that runs a cart called Get Sticky, and she does small batch seasonal ice pops using all local ingredients. So really focused on that local flavor up there. And yeah. so there'll be plenty of eat, plenty to eat, plenty to do. We're gonna um, some of the scientists from the River Trust are gonna offer guided walking tours of those shell middens I mentioned. We're going to have a oyster shell scavenger hunt around the property so the kids will be kept busy. And again, the um, the heart and soul of this event and the really exciting, lively component is the shucking competition. Uh, it is emceed. Master of Ceremony is Maine's famous 
So maybe some of you don't know, but Todd Gutner is our chief meteorologist for Channel 6. And you know how the chief meteorologist in the state is kind of a celebrity. So, oh, yeah, thebomb.com, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Todd will be coming back for the second year in a row to hold the mic and uh, keep the competition going. We've got two incredible judges lined up, including Abigail Carroll, the woman I mentioned who just started the skincare line. She's an oyster expert, as well as Bill Garenser, who is Foley Fish. He's their um, main buyer and uh, fish buyer and purveyor and works with their sales in New England. So he knows his oysters as well. He actually just judged the Toronto Oyster Festival hosted by Rodney's Oyster House. So he gets around judging these things as well. So he knows what he's doing. He'll be in good hands. Um, and so, yeah, and what the most exciting part of that is we have an incredible lineup of shuckers competing this year. I mean, for small mid-coast Maine, um, you know, second, only second inaugural year of this event to get these world-class names is just an honor. And we're so excited. We had a few of them last year, and those folks have led us to more folks in their circle, including you, Gardner, and I'm sorry you can't make it. <laughs> I know, I know. I do have one question, though, for you. Um, as far as the, the, the judges, so I, what does it take to be a judge? Like, um, what are they looking for when they're looking at the shucked oysters? Absolutely. So if you go online under our events page, there is the actual judging sheet there which we create, um, you know, a formula and everything's plugged in, but it's all based on time. So there's eight stipulations there, including, first of all, 12 oysters have to be plated. They None mm-hmm. of them can be severed. You definitely, you're disqualified if there's any touch of blood. You know that. <laughs> right. Um, oh, yeah. That's yep. important. Yep. Um, no, none of the meat can be hanging off the edge of the shell. Uh, so there's, and then all those, there's a point system as far as how many second penalties are added for each infraction. And those are added onto your total time and whoever gets the least time wins. And we, we set up this kind of a tournament style with brackets. So we've got mm-hmm. four rounds of three shuckers each. And then the winners of those, we've got the next round and so on until we have our champion. My heart is racing just thinking about the competition. <laughs> it is. It was intense last year. So <laughs> myself and my two uh, colleagues at Old Age Studios, we were each in charge of timing, and I was so nervous because <laughs> like, it comes down to, like, the millisecond. It was pretty intense, but yep, Todd exactly. kept the crowd going, and it should be a really fun time. So, and I mean – that was my first second competition last year. And, again, I'm the one there standing right behind him. And it was energetic and lively, and the crowd was going. And to have four rounds of that energy was really awesome and intense. And, you know, and then we hand out the platters of shucked oysters because nothing goes to waste. So everyone right, gets right. to taste those oysters as we go. You know, we hand those out to the crowd and um, we're adding some AV kind of elements to it this year. So we'll hopefully have um, kind of a downward shot projected on a screen so people aren't missing anything in the back. Perfect. I and, love uh, idea. Yeah. So, and we'll have some music in between. We have um, one of our most successful uh, promo teasers, if you will, that the Food Network actually picked up last year. So we got about 1.2 million views on that at one point. Oh, my gracious. Um Yeah, so that was custom written by one of our uh, 
shucking comp- competitors, and he works at a local Portland place called The Shop, And but he's also, you know, Portland Staples bars a rapper. He opened for Coolio last summer. And, um, oh, I know so Jake. He, <laughs> you know Jake? Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, you know I know him through uh, social media. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jake Jerry. Yeah. So he'll be back, and he's excitedly actually writing us a second rap that he's He'll do, perform the original and the new one there in between oh, rounds. Wow. So there'll be some That's live entertainment great. on top of the shucking as well. Yep. No doubt. And I wanted yeah. to talk to you about that because I saw him, like, uh, on the, uh, the newsletter you sent me. The, um, I was like, man, I did, so I didn't put two and two together. I knew he had the rap, and I knew he was promoting something, but I guess I wasn't aware of the celebration last year. Sounds right, like, right. Oh, okay. Got it now. Yeah, and if you listen to the lyrics of that, and again, you can find that video at oystersmain.com under the videos tab. Um, there's some nuances there. I mean, we gave him kind of the specs, like the farmers involved and the sponsors and this, that, you know, the dates and all that. And he really went to town with throwing in some details into his lyrics, and uh, we couldn't yeah. be more thankful to him. So, and I do want to make note that that rap video we as a studio just a couple weeks ago it is now the uh proud winner of the 2019 silver brodison award for digital video which is a new england based marketing and advertising award show so pretty Mm -hmm. big deal and and uh gotta say what took home the gold was a national ad with about 20 times the budget so we're pretty pleased with silver (laughs) that is beautiful yeah, yeah, so we're honored wow. by that. And, of course, Jake wants to stop by the studio and take his picture with the award, so we'll have to get him by and get a <laughs> shot with the statue. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so I kind of cut you off uh, when you were getting into the shuckers. You can, uh, if you want to break some of them down, I mean, I know you got some heavy hitters. We talked about yeah. Jake already and Mr. Amos. Yeah, so, I mean, Amon, everyone out there likely knows from Rodney's Oyster House in Toronto, and last Last I could find, he was at least eight-time Canadian shucking cha- champion, and just this past year, he won the yeah he won the Japanese Worlds. So Eamon wow. is definitely a heavy hitter. And then last year's winner, so Eamon is coming back for the second year, and again for the second year, James Ganjin out of West Robins in Southampton, New York. So he's out of Long Island. Um, he holds more than ten national titles. And again, was our winner last year, and he seems to know all the players. He passed me along to you, Gardner, as well as some of the other guys we were able to lock in this year. So James and Eamon have really been supporting the event more than just coming to Shuck. They're really, mm-hmm. you know, they're creating some more following. They're recommending us to the other folks in your shucking circles. So we're we're thankful to them on many levels and really excited to see you know, the two of them go head to head again. Um, well, but that's we've got, what I love know, about the oyster world. I mean, yeah. everybody's like it's, it's it, it is a competition, but it's more like a brotherhood or sisterhood or just you know, it's family basically. You know, we're right. not right. What did <laughs> what did he call you guys? You call your guys yourselves the the style boys? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So um, <laughs> they got these glasses, man, and everybody took pictures and selfies with this uh, with the glasses and. I'm like, yo, man, this is cool. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he's um, it, he's been very adamant about you don't even have to be a boy because I'm I'm big on making sure we have at least one female shucker. So we've got right. we do have one, <laughs> um, Kelly Punch, who's actually um, she's an independent. She was with a Boston restaurant, but she's coming all the way from Boston. So we do my one clincher female, um, and then we've got the you know I got to have my local flavor. So Brendan Parsons, I mentioned, owns the Shuck Station as well as mm-hmm. the Shuck Shack, which is a mobile oyster shucking cart in Portland, was his original business. Um, and he actually, he did pretty well last year. He was our third-place winner, so we'll see what he can do, and then we'll uh, go over to his place to have a few Allagashes afterwards to celebrate. <laughs> right. um, awesome. But we've got some – so also returning is uh, Jimmy McDonald from Massachusetts area as well. He's now currently with the Beachmont Yacht Club. Uh, last year he was with the Union Oyster House, but he'd moved on from there. We also have Jess Odess returning, and he's out of New Hampshire, uh, and the Black Trumpet Bistro. He works a lot with their oyster, you know, that side of their menu down there, so he's a great shucker. Um, and then some new blood this year. We've got Charles Larkin coming from Mystic, Connecticut, and the Oyster Club. Yeah, Charles. Charles has the glasses, the big frames. You got to take a selfie in the frame. Uh, if he, if okay. He has, yeah. I'll get pictures of all of them. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, and also, David Burns was another person James sent our way, and he is another Canadian we've added to the roster. He's out of Hamilton in our Ontario. Um, and runs Maisie's Pearl out of there. So David Burns is another new blood, and we're able to add another province of Canada to our list with him coming. And uh, last but not least, I just – oh, actually, two more. I, I locked in John Harrigal. He just over the last year and a half opened a new oyster spot in Portland called the Maine Oyster Company, and he features three of the five oyster – you know, participating oyster farms, oysters. So he is, he actually beat down my door. He couldn't wait to be involved. He didn't know how he could. And I was like, well, how are you with a knife? Like, I can get you involved and you might even win some cash <laughs> by doing it. So, so he is wicked psyched. And uh, another, we do have one other guy coming up from Portland, and that is Chad Eglin, who is returning from last year. And he works at one of our top seafood restaurants in Portland called Scales right there down on one of the docks in the harbor. Um, and again, we're hoping to get his uh, student chef from there as one of our chefs for Thursday night. So, so far we have 11, that's 11 confirmed shuckers. So I have one very coveted spot left and we are on the lookout for that person. I've between you and I and everyone listening, I've been trying to chop, uh, track down Chopper Young out of Wellfleet. I know he, Won the lottery. Chopper, here, Chopper. So we may be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> but if anyone knows Chopper, tell him to email me. <laughs> yeah, Chopper is good, man. He's uh, one of the best. He used to shut with my dad. And my dad, oh, really? that's all I used to hear. Yeah, like all I hear was stories about Chopper, Chopper. I was like, who is this Chopper? And then I finally saw him in action. I was like, okay, Chopper. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, I don't know if I won the lottery, if I'd still be shucking, but his passion is there for it, so I just got to track him down. He's pretty elusive is what I'm finding. So if anyone out there knows him or Chopper, if you're listening, contact O-Main Studios and come to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, oh, oh. That or I am um, – I've got – I don't know if anyone else there is familiar with Virginia Schaefer, who is the oyster lady. She writes a blog out of the, port, the Massachusetts area, the Boston area, and she's been a big supporter of the event. She's done a lot of press coverage for us, and she was going to be on the lookout for another female for me. I tried Isabella Macbeth Kane down out of South Carolina, but she's wicked busy at her new restaurant, Nico. And Deborah Pratt is a bit MIA. So um, any other female shuckers out there who want to come to Midcoast, Maine, like I said, if Chopper doesn't get in touch with me, I'm still looking for one more spot for shuckers. So come on. Right, you know. and I'll, I'll push it out as well. Um, there you go. Yeah, we'll put you out for the a- night. You spend a beautiful weekend on the Midcoast of Maine, and uh, we'll have some fun partying too. <laughs> Always a party when you get good people together. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. And really, at the end of the day, it wasn't, you know, certainly the cash prizes are nice. We give out cash prizes to the top five finishers, the top being $700, bottom 50, and everything in between. But really, it was, at the end of the day, about the camaraderie. And these guys, it's almost a reunion, as you can probably imagine. They come from far and wide, but they all know each other through these competitions. So, um, it's great to get them all together under one tent roof and, and have a good time. So uh, what oysters will they be shucking for the competition? So those five participating oyster farms, which are Mook Sea Farm, Glidden Point Oyster Farms, Norumbega Oysters, Inc., Pemaquid Oyster Company, and Dodge Cove Marine Farm. I've memorized those for years now. <laughs> um, they are <laughs> – very generously supplying the oysters not only for Thursday night chef competition, they'll also each have a table at Saturday's party and be serving oysters. Um, oyster tastings come with your ticket, but they also, each round of the shucking competition is covered by a different farm. So everyone, you know, during each round will be shucking the same farm's oysters, but every farm gets gets a round that they cover. So they have been very generous, and again, they've got some stake in the game, um, some skin in the game, if you will. So uh, the more we shout out their names and the more these shuckers get to use their product and spread the word, you know, the more the purpose of this whole event really, really culminates and gets, you know, the word gets out. So um, the Damascata Oyster uh, Farms themselves will be supplying the oysters for every single part of this event. That's a beautiful thing. It is really beautiful. They are a great community, I got to tell you. And, you know, just one commodity coming out of Maine. And, again, I grew up in the town next door, and I have never knew there was so much to learn about oysters. But, darn it, I'm learning a lot. Right. So I wish you all the success. Uh, What's the next event you have after this that we should be looking forward to? Oh, thanks for bringing that up, Gardner. So, uh, actually, September 12th. We uh, took over producing the event called the Clawdown, which is also up in Booth Bay Harbor, and that is the host of the International Lobster Chef of the Year Award. So um, right after we finish up the DOC, we'll be beginning marketing and booking all chefs for that. So if you're a lobster chef out there or know anyone, you can also send them my way. We're looking to lock in up to 12 chefs for that uh, competition event. And that's the Clawdown. Yep, and that's the claw down on September 12th, and there's also a tab for that on uh, 
on tastemain.com, which is our host site for all these events. But again, anything for the DOC, you can find more information and ticketing links at oystersmain.com. Every time you say DOC, his uh, rap tone <laughs> is popping through my head. Well, you got to go watch the actual rap about it. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna post the link in the, the description and everything. And uh, I, like as soon as I heard it, I started sharing it on Facebook. I was like, Yo, this is this is my world. You know, <laughs> we're doing yeah, well, big. <laughs> I was just traveling. Actually, I, I introduced myself to some truckers uh, north of San Francisco in Tamales Bay, which is a big West Coast. Um, hub for oysters. Um, I was just there last weekend, and I played them the rap video, and it's funny because I've memorized it by this point, so I can't help but sing along. So hopefully all you out there will enjoy it as well. (laughs) Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me on the Oyster Ninja podcast, and I hope you guys – I know you guys are going to have a blast because even if nobody showed up, you got all the party animals coming (laughs) So, um, but I know, I know it's going to be, it's going to be crazy and wild and you guys, I'll be watching the videos, I guess, live streams or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'll do some of that and we're producing, um, additional videos this year based a lot on the educational and stewardship of the river, um, bringing to light kind of the economic impact of the oyster industry into that area. So our next series of videos will highlight that and, uh, we've got, some local ads coming. Our promos are about to run on Channel 6 across the state. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see some of you in the Midcoast June 13th through the 15th. And, again, more information at OystersMaine.com. That's a beautiful thing. And hopefully Todd, Mr. Gunther, right? Todd Gunther, yeah. Yeah, hopefully he'll bring you guys some good weather, some beautiful weather, and uh, it'll be love. <laughs> yeah, no, see, we can blame him if it's not good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time, Gardner. And again, we're sorry you can't make it up, but um, mark your calendars for next year, and we'll get you up there. No doubt. Let's let's make it happen. All right, good people. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and um, I'm stoked. Wish I could make it, but you know, one day, <laughs> one day, maybe next year. Um, also, um. Yeah, follow us on our YouTube page. We got that going. Uh, I'm doing some how-to shuck videos, uh, breaking down all the oyster myths. So you can find us on YouTube at Oyster Ninja PC. Um, Actually, the YouTube is just Oyster Ninja. Again, follow us on all social media outlets. And um, I'll be talking to you guys next time. Don't be a stranger. If you want to hear from somebody, if you want to hear... you know, a particular raw bar, Oyster Shark, I can reach out to them. Uh, just drop me a line at OysterNinjaPC at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to talk to me about, just shoot me an email. I mean, I'm just a normal guy with the ears listening. But um, thank you guys for all the support, and um, see you next time.